Raven, there's no time. Let's just do this. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Making Fun Podcast. My name is Casey Johnson. Alongside me, as always, my lifelong friend, my favorite bird at RAB and Stab Miller Raven. Stab Miller Raven, how are you? Good. Thank you. Let's uh, let's cover some news. Yeah, let's go. Okay, so first news <laughs> article here. Uh, we have... <laughs> uh, seriously, folks, a, it's been a week. That was a world record post. Yeah, it's been a week. Like we left last week, like oh, we'll talk about Marvel and Nintendo, and uh, we'll talk about Marvel, we'll talk about Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. and then Nintendo and Sony decided to go. You'll talk about more. <laughs> You'll talk about us. My favorite tweet over the entire weekend was Jason Schreier from Bloomberg, the preeminent journalist in gaming, probably, who said, "I'm going to be on paternity leave. Nobody announce anything." Immediately. I mean, within 45 minutes of him sending out that tweet, Nintendo announces a direct and he retweets it and says, well, and then like six hours later, PlayStation announces a state of play for the same day. And he just retweets and says, you have to be kidding me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh, man. God, that's crazy. And it's like. I love the part where it's like, oh, we're not going to be live broadcasting this in the EU or in the UK. Oh, my God. For remembrance of the Queen. Also, so, all right, Rip Bozo. Um, there, okay, so there's there's been rumors for a while, specifically coming from uh, uh, Jeff Grubb most prominently, that, hey, there's going to be a direct in September. We, we covered that a couple of weeks ago. And... Um, So he was like, he tweeted and his, his, his partner on the, on the, um, the beat tweeted something to the effect of guys, don't laugh at me. I'm not kidding. I think the Nintendo direct might be canceled because the queen died. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then what they ended up doing was just posting a VOD instead of broadcasting it live. Which doesn't make sense because they could just go to the U.S. stream instead. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not like we speak the same language, pretty much. Anyway, no, of course though. not. So it's weird. <laughs> but just super <sighs> quick, Raven, and I'm talking like just titles and like maybe a small synopsis. What have you been playing? Uh, Pokemon Shiny Hunting. I really wanted to talk about the tournament I went to this weekend, but Nintendo and Sony said no. I don't get to do that. Yeah, we'll we'll do live. <laughs> we'll do that next week. Last time, next time rather. Uh, I I have been playing NBA 2K as it came mm. out. Uh, amongst everything else that happened, 2K came out yeah. Friday. Right. And uh, I have also been diving alongside Nia quite a bit into Assassin's Creed 2 and Disney Dreamlight Valley. And I will offer more extended takes on all of that next week because, Raven, we have... Now, get this, okay? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stories, and four of them are entire shows. (laughs) Not just like five minute, like, oh, these are the few things. Like, we have a 20 minute show, a 30 minute show, a 45 minute show, and however long the the Disney one was. Yeah, it was, it was about 20 minutes or so. Um, yeah. So, let's start with some sad news 
that not very many people care about. Of course, this is the news according to us. This is every week we just dive into our Twitter DMs, and this is all the stuff that we found it important enough to send to one another. Um, We understand that that probably means there's a lot of stuff that we don't talk about on a weekly basis. But this is what was important to us, and let's start with a big rip in the chat to Babylon's Fall. Square Uh, Enix over at the uh, Hanging Garden posted on the 13th, which is yesterday as of recording, greetings, Sentinel Force. Thank you very much for playing Babylon's Fall. The desire of delivering an exhilarating online multiplayer action RPG set in an elaborate high fantasy world. By the way, how many buzzwords can you put in one half of one sentence? Yeah, no kidding. We launched the game's official service on Thursday, March 3rd, 2022, and have continued to undertake additional development and operations. However, it is with deep regret to inform you that we will be terminating the game service on February 27th, 2023 as a result we will also cancel the large-scale updates that we had planned which is a funny sentence to me um what what are you gonna do keep doing the plans uh in terms of the plan moving forward season two will run until tuesday november 29th 2022 as scheduled and the final season will begin with the maintenance scheduled on the same day this final season is the period during which you can earn the ranking rewards of Season 2. As a way of expressing our gratitude to all our players, we plan to implement as many events and other initiatives as we can leading up to the end of the service. So they released an entire schedule to the end of the service and in closing remarks. They said... Leading up until today, we received a lot of feedback from all our Sentinels through multiple surveys, official live streams, and our official Discord server and social media channels, which has been a great help to us in the development and operations teams. In particular, through our surveys, we received a great deal of enthusiastic messages of support alongside keen observations of issues and suggestions for improvement. This really made us feel that we were able to create the world of Babylon's Fall together with our players. Despite all your support, we are truly sad and sorry to say we will be unable to continue with the game service. We hope you continue to enjoy playing Babylon's Fall until the service ends. I have a couple of things to say right off the bat. Um, receiving overwhelming messages of what needs to be patched is not growing with your community. Yeah. Growing with your community Uh is when the community behind Assassin's Creed 1 said, hey, we wish there was more stuff to do in the world, and they put it in Assassin's Creed 2. Mm. Now, we hope you continue to enjoy playing Babylon's Fall until the service ends. Here's the main issue I have with that statement. Now, of course, this is very sad. People are losing their jobs, and that's always a bad thing. However, with that being said, Babylon's Fault, not a good game. Its Metacritic is currently sitting on PC at 46 and on PS5 at 41. Of course, those are out of 100 points. Four from IGN, three stars out of what appears to be 10 from Push Square. And it just goes on and on and on of people thinking when it came out, this was not a good game. Almost universally, if you convert it over to the 10-point scale, somewhere between a 4 and a 6. Now, this does show to me that maybe all of the buzzwords aren't 
all that you need in order to keep your game running. Maybe, just perhaps, Raven, and this is just throwing it out there, you also need it to be a good game. Right. And it wasn't. Very much was not. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things that, like, it has... It's kind of, like, crazy, right? It has Square publishing it with Platinum Games making it. Platinum Games, of course, being the developers mainly behind Bayonetta. And, like, I've never heard a single person talk about this game ever. And for a live service game, you'd think I'd at least hear one person had mentioned it, but, like, I've heard nothing about this game even once. So it's just, like, sometimes you just games just die especially within a year it it you said launch its service on the 3rd of march and it's dead by february 27th it doesn't even get a full 365 days yeah they spend everything i mean that's down. worse than anthem that's worse than yeah that's worse than any mo like mmo i can ever think of like it is bad bad what is happening here so yeah i don't know i just it's Definitely, crazy. like it's it, it's, really crazy. it sucks to see, but also like there's less. I think it's a good thing when a bad game dies because you know there's those people who are most likely right. All of the developers are very talented. Uh, a lot of people don't realize a lot of times many of the developers on the teams are not at fault for a bad game. Yeah. It comes down yep. to a lot of other stuff. So they can go and they can do other things and they can um, find a, and like the good thing is a lot of teams need people right now. There's a lot of new teams starting up. And so in that respect, I think that it's, you know, a good thing when a bad game dies because there's less bad games preventing you from spending your money on the good ones. So, yeah, yeah. And it's not like it was an MMO that was three free that everybody could dink around it. It was like a full $60 game that you had to purchase. Yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a Final Fantasy 14 approach where they just were like, hey, I hey, we're re-releasing this in a couple of years, calling it Babylon's Fall revamped or whatever. Yeah. Um, probably won't, but if we did, I wouldn't be super surprised because that's a lot of dev time that's just kind of being thrown out the window now. Well, Raven, speaking of revamping, a very popular game has a completely new name. Not completely new, but it's very rare in this world that a game series is going to get a new name. And that is the case because like a dragon eight, the former Yakuza is coming to PS4 and five Xbox one series X and S and steam in 2024, as was announced this morning on the 14th. And it's not like this game series is changing its name and it has like one or two games. This series has nine games that they've released, plus multiple collections recounting these games and remakes in the more recent years. I mean, it's like calling it's like renaming it Mario Racing. Like, why would you even do it at that point? Exactly. Exactly. But I, I, I did some research into it. Apparently, it's been called like a dragon uh, overseas since the game came out. 
Um, and they're just and they called it Yakuza in the Western market because a it kind of just flows better. Yeah. And B, it kind of is like a more gritty name that would be captivating to more Western audiences. Um, Not like, to mention the, say, like the Grand Theft Auto Saints Row craze. I mean, you exactly. you associate mafia, exactly. you associate something with organized crime, and it's probably going to sell pretty well. Exactly. And, and so it's like they wanted to rebrand it because it's always what it's been called. And also they want to move away from glorifying the Yakuza, mm. which like makes sense. Kind of like you're not glorified. Like, there's no game called, like, uh, uh, what what would be a good parallel here? Like, there's no game called Mafia or something. That'd be crazy, right? <laughs> um, that, that, that That's a joke. Uh, but, yeah, so they're, they're re-releasing. Not only are they releasing Like a Dragon 8, which is going to be back to the RPG element that we saw in Like a Dragon 7. Uh, it's going to be the return of Kiryu Kazuma, who is the main character for the first seven games. And also, it'll be uh, on, interestingly enough, cross-platform in 2024. I'm really interested to see how well it runs on the older-gen hardware. Mm. Um, because this is two years from now. We've already seen what happened with Cyberpunk trying to run in the year of our Lord 2022 yeah. on PS4. Um, but yeah, no, I'm really, really excited for this. There's one game I'm not going to get into super closely right now because we're going to talk about it a lot more in depth later. I'm sure we and are. I'm really excited to see that they're also releasing another classic, quote-unquote classic Yakuza game, um, talking about what the fuck Kiryu is up to between the 6, 7, and 8, like during that time where we didn't see him throughout the entirety of it. Mm. Um, very cool to see that the uh, Like a Dragon series has kind of gotten a... Uh, a revamp because it's a really fun series and I do really recommend it. I know you're not going to play it because it turns into an RPG seven games into the series, but like at least play Yakuza zero as a one-off. That's all I ask of you. <laughs> I'm sure I will at some point, but how am I going to find time in 2023 to even do that? As, as of course we're going to get to, I will say I like the uh, idea of, Hey, we're releasing a game sort of with the classic formula um, for the yeah. people to find out what's been up to this character. It's very reminiscent to me of as we will get deep, deep, deep into uh, with Assassin's Creed where they're like, you can have this and then mm-hmm. everybody else can have this. I think that that's yeah. a, a really interesting measured approach to take. And when a series becomes large enough where you can do it in a couple of different ways, I, I'm all for it. Exactly. And we've kind of seen that approach being taken with Judgment versus Like a Dragon, but Judgment doesn't have that same feeling to me that Yaku- mm. that uh, the Yakuza games previously had, the Like a Dragon games previously had. It's going to be so weird calling it Like uh, a Dragon. This is going to be so on. difficult. Now you're going to know what it was like when you changed your Twitter handle <laughs> for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. Well, speaking of revamping, I think I'm just going to say that for every transition. The September updates for the Xbox app on PC are here, and there is one, which is the last one that I'm going to talk about, because, I mean, come on, that's the most interesting to me. So let's start with faster app launching and improved app performance. It's always good to see it. Yep. Um, Yep. That that was my biggest complaint with the Xbox app previously is that it just took forever to open. Mm-hmm. And yeah. now it takes slightly less forever. I haven't actually opened it. I'm going to open it now. Let's see what we're at. Uh, I don't think I've updated it yet. Anyway, please continue. Well, speaking of taking forever, don't you just hate Raven when you want to uh-huh. play a game 
and you get a couple of hours into it and you realize, oh no, yeah, this is going to take me a hundred hours. Yep. Well, now Only there is integration that is going to help you make these choices because on the PC, on the Xbox Game Pass app, you are going to have integration from How Long to Beat. Of course, How Long to Beat is the preeminent database of, drumroll please, how long a game takes to beat. Oh my God, who could have seen that one coming? (laughs) And you're going to be able to see it before you get it. So the example that they use with a picture in the article, hilariously, by the way, is Death Stranding. Love the subtle dig. Things are getting ugly between PlayStation and Xbox, and I'm here for it. Yeah. And there are four (laughs) different categories, which are... The main story, or what many refer to as the golden path. The golden path is just do the bare minimum required to roll credits on the game. You have the main plus extras, wherein you take your time and discover and complete the additional tasks not required. In many cases, for games, this will equal out to a basic your basic 100% playthrough. However, there is also the completionist, which is usually significant longer, and that is every achievement, every medal. I mean, you you run on every street in the open world map. Everything that the game has to offer, you see it. And then there is a combined, which is eh, realistically, here's how probably how much you're going to spend playing this game, Mm -hmm. taking everything into account. So for Death Stranding, 40 hours to complete the main story, 59 hours to do the main and most of the extras, 113 hours to complete, 57 hours, all styles. Raven, this is wild that they put this in here. Yeah, no, I think this is one of the coolest things that any game dev has done in a long, long time. Um, not to mention that they've just generally added more support and stuff, uh, like yeah. better performance and everything. But the, the fact that they're directly integrating how to beat is just one of those things that's like, uh, you never expected that crossover to be good. But now yeah. that it's there, I couldn't imagine it leaving, right? It's kind of like a peanut M&M almost. Okay. I like I individually like peanuts and I individually like M&Ms but like never thought about having them together and then now that I have it's my preferred flavor of peanut, right? Very weird comparison. It's just the only thing that I, I can think of. I never even considered I really this would be an option. Comparison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says about something that has existed his entire life. <laughs> hey, I was I never said it was a thing I recently discovered. It was just a thing that I discovered. <laughs> You're I've actually had the caramel M and M's recently, which are good. Mm. I like the um, peanut butter ones myself. Mm, peanut butter are good too, but yeah, see, it's like any of those things individually are good, but putting them together is great. Um, being able to, at a glance, be like, "Oh, I wonder how long people are taking," and just being like, "Oh, okay, cool, forty hours to be Death Stranding." Yeah, um, especially for whenever games are starting to leave Game Pass, uh, be very helpful. Uh, fun fact: I've been really looking forward to the game Metal Hellsinger. I, I know I've, I'm sure that I've talked about it on the show before. Yeah. Whenever it's come up in the multiple v- things it's coming in. Um, 
that comes out in like nine hours on Game Pass. So I know what I'm doing after work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. You know, one thing that I will say about this is that I do like this trend of, and this trend is all over gaming now, and I really am starting to appreciate it, which is we don't have to build our infrastructure. Let's make deals with the people who do it best. As we remember not too long ago, PlayStation entered into a partnership acquisition agreement with a studio specifically because they knew how to make live service games and PlayStation wanted to know how to make live service games. And I'm loving this like, you know what, we could go through and index all of our games and just add this to Xbox and spend Mm -hmm. our own dev time working on it. Or we could just pay them a million dollars or whatever it was, right? And we can just integrate them into our service. I love the fact that, well, they already have it. Let's just do that. Same thing with, um, I believe it was this week also that Discord launched as well on Xbox. And I'm just, I'm loving, and it's from all three companies now. You're starting to see this integration of third-party technology and third-party ideas to make it a much more seamless experience across the board yeah exactly and any and any sort of seamlessness there just like connecting you know because it is one of the things we kind of touched on last week where companies are like oh like especially phil spencer was like oh yeah we're definitely going to keep exclusives we're not keeping exclusives around don't you worry but they had exclusives that they just announced like the next day but like being able to at least connect with other people on different platforms is cool, right? And, and especially being able to, like, hop into a Discord from your Xbox or being able to check on your computer how to beat. Just, like, all these small quality of life things being bundled all together is just really, really sweet. And I really, I'm really excited to see what other things are going to be combined together like that. Mm-hmm. Well, friends... Sorry, I've been, I've been looking also at Game Pass and be like, ooh, that game's coming out soon. Oh, Game yeah. you Game Pass, you good-ass piece of software. (laughs) Now, Raven, it's time to tell you a little bit about my weekend. Because let me tell you something. You had a crazy weekend. I ended up not having that crazy of a weekend. Um, Because pretty much every element of my weekend was just, like, a little disappointing. (laughs) So, like, it all started... With um, the Disney Marvel Games Showcase. And then, like, the MCU reveal was just, like, slightly disappointing as well uh-huh. on Saturday. I mean, we got some good stuff, but, like, when Kevin Feige took the stage and he was like, let's talk about Fantastic Four. And we're all like, oh, my God, here we go, here we go. And he was like... We have a director. It is Matt Shackman. We will not be announcing anything else. <laughs> it's like, well, why did you even bring it up? We thought we were getting a cast. Little stuff like that. Then there was the Ubisoft Forward, which, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Ubisoft Forward, Ubisoft needs to figure something out. And then, uh-huh. uh, you know, NFL opening day was Sunday and it was a fine day of football. But let me tell you what, 
the Colts tied. That game ended in a tie. Is the crazy. first time in 40 years, 40 years, that the Colts have tied a game. And they were down by like 20, and they made this huge comeback, and then the kicker missed a game-winning field goal in overtime, and it ended in a tie. So, let me tell you what. Monday, I was not feeling that great about myself. Yeah. Because I had this big weekend and it didn't work. But then a, a little company called Nintendo. And then subsequently, a little company called PlayStation raised my expectations and raised my mood. And I'm glad to report that both of them were at least satisfactory. Yeah. But in order to get to the satisfactory part, we've got to talk about the rest of it. So the Disney (laughs) Marvel Games Showcase. Now, I'm going to start this off by saying, you know who I feel bad for is Blessing Adioye Jr. from Kind of Funny. Because it's no secret that I follow Kind of Funny's work. I've watched a lot of Blessing as a host. He's a great host. And I guarantee you the amount of hate he has gotten since Friday. Yeah. For this show. See, here's what we failed to take into account when we were talking about, and even you and I were talking, you don't even have that much of of a, like an interest in all of the Disney IP, but you were like, yeah. you know what? I think this could be a really big show. Yeah. What we failed I to take into account. Something... Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you can recognize when something is big. And besides yeah. that, there were a couple of things that they could have said that would have piqued your interest. What we failed to take into account was that when you're talking about games, especially when you're talking about the games division at a company as big as Disney, of which there are only a couple, mobile games are included in that. Mm. So, most of this was mobile games. Like, I love mobile games. A pretty overwhelming majority of it was mobile games. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about just a few little things, and then we're going to move on to the big stuff. But first I can, I can hear something in your voice. What are you thinking about? Mobile games are the games of the future. It just sucks that we've never really had a presentation devoted to mobile games, right? The only one I could ever really think of is like Pokemon Go, and that was the exception because it was a presentation for Pokemon, less for Go. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm counting what four mobile games out of the ten things they showed, twelve things they showed. Yeah, and most of the stuff that actually got time was a mobile yeah. game. Marvel Strike Force, yeah. Marvel Snap. They showed some gameplay from the Aliens: Dark Descent, um, mm-hmm. Avatar. Frontiers of Pandora um, was they were basically just like, yeah, it's still happening. That was it. Much like every other thing about Avatar. 
Um, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. What's the big update to it? It added a couple new characters, and they don't matter. Return to Monkey Island got an overview trailer. Gargoyles Remastered, which is actually kind of cool. Disney Mirrorverse got a cinematic trailer teasing an October update starring Hades. Disney Speedstorm got a new cinematic trailer that gave a first look at a Monsters Inc. track. And let me tell you what, Disney Speedstorm, going to play that. Disney Dreamlight (laughs) Valley, of which Nia and I have been playing a lot. The first big in-game event is going to be a Toy Story-themed update. And then... (laughs) This was the funniest thing I saw all weekend. Mobile MMORPG shooter Avatar Reckoning got an overview trailer. Raven, did you see this? Uh, I have not seen anything from the Disney Showcase because I... Did not hear any rumblings about it on my timeline and therefore thought it was not worth my time. It's like a minute long. I'm going to need you to pull up that trailer for me on mute. Because when I tell you this is the funniest thing I have seen, it's an avatar shooter, Raven. It's a shooter. Avatar shooter? It looks, Raven. This game looks... Like, one of those games that's, like, a PC mod of Fortnite or something like that, where it's like, okay. ah, ha, 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 look, we gave them guns. Yeah. It's Let's like... Say, there's there's the blue people with, oh, my God, what the... I was like, bows and arrows, that kind of looks cool, and now yeah, we're dropping yeah, yeah. in... Yeah, yeah, Uzis, man. Customize... Why? Flip, what? The flip entire to the premise end. of these flip guys to the is game that they play. don't use guns. Gameplay, right? gameplay. Flip to the end. I'm... I'm fast forwarding. <laughs> okay, yeah, he sure is shooting that gun. What? What is this supposed to be? Right, it looks. This look, is on mobile. That's actually pretty impressive on mobile. I will, I will give them that. It looks pretty for a mobile game. Right, of course. But, but like, the entire what? idea is so insulting to an extent. Like it's all. It's it looks like a joke. It's laughable. Yeah. So it that really yeah is. that I cackled during that. Let's get to the actual big news. From this show, though. First things first, we opened up with the fact that Mike Biffle of Thomas Was Alone and John Wick Hex is working on a Tron game. And when I tell you, sir, Mike Biffle and Tron, it just, it makes sense to me. Yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm excited. I only learned, like I said, I only learned about this now. Very excited to hear more about it because I've always really liked Bithel games. Yeah. I've always thought they were super fascinating. And also Tron's really cool. And if it's like a deeply narratively driven game, like with no combat, I think it'll be very, very interesting to figure out kind of what the, excuse me, what the overarching narrative is. I would expect it to maybe be more in the vein of a John Wick hex. Sure. Um, Where there's going to be some combat. But if it is sort of a subsurface circular type of game, I mean, I'm, I don't know. It, it, the whole thing is very interesting to me. Uh-huh. Absolutely. No, I'm very interested to hear more. No gameplay. We'll hear about it next year. Yeah, absolutely. Disney Illusion 
Island was revealed and announced. This is a game in the like the old animation style of characters like Disney and Minnie and uh, Mm -hmm. Mickey, Goofy, Donald. Of course, all of these things. And they are essentially it's it's kind of like a a team platformer. I mean, it's a platformer. It's a side scroller. And, I mean, this seems like the type of thing that would end up being a perfectly decent game. And it's Mm -hmm. being made by the developers of Battletoads. Yep. Um, The the 2020 Battletoads. Very excited for that. Very excited for that. Extremely excited for that. It looks really cool. I like the art style. I love, I've never played the Battletoad games, but it's always one that I was like, yeah, I could play that. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I'm interested to see more about this game. It's also coming out in 2023. Yeah, they were even making jokes. uh, The individual characters were during the trailer, especially Goofy was making jokes about how like um, how everything was so TBD like TB. He he was literally like TBD, TBD, TBD. (laughs) And at one point, Minnie goes, wait, is is what I'm saying right now like placeholder audio or is this actually going to be in the game? So it looks like it's sort that's of taking cute. a meta humor approach to it. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. I like that a lot. Marvel's so Midnight Suns will now release on December 2nd. Got delayed just a little bit. However, Marvel's Midnight Suns continues to make me sad because Why I want to play it, but it's a strategy game. Yeah. Play it anyway. You know, honestly, I'm a little tempted, especially with, as we're going to be talking about, everybody is jumping out of this holiday. Like it's boiling water. And I just, I just Googled it to look at a little bit more. And apparently it has eight difficulty options. Oh, there you go. Um, story difficulty, normal difficulty, three heroic levels, and then you get into something called ultimate. When you get into ultimate difficulty, if you're going to start beating missions, you have to really like slow down and approach it. Yeah. So on story, maybe it's a maybe for your boy. Maybe. Yeah. It would be a no brainer if it was on game pass, but it's a maybe as it is right now. Exactly. Then, Raven, we get to, I'm not going to call this the most disappointing thing I've seen in a very long time. What I will, however, say is that this is the most confusing thing I have seen in a long time. We get this, like, 1940s looking trailer, and we get, like, basically no information. And then we find out that it is an ensemble game starring Black Panther and Captain America from Amy Hennig. It does not have a name. Nope. Doesn't have a name. Didn't give it a name. Why can't you at least give it a name? It's just why? the Captain I mean, America why? Black Panther game. Yeah. Um, That's all. They just started this like. They just start. She just started her business in the last year, right? Her company. 
It's going to be a long, long time before we see this game. Probably like three, another three years. hundred percent. Here's my thing. All right. When you're working on a comic book IP, one of the first things that you try to figure out is like, what comics run are we like basing this off of? Yeah. And there was like a really popular Captain America Black Panther run set in like 1942 called Flags of Our Fathers. Uh-huh. And... It it just like it's just I don't know I feel like they have an internal title but I don't know weird yeah, it was they so probably weird. have an internal t- they, they, we've been seeing this a lot more where where we're like announcing games and not giving the actual name of it right um, I, I think it's kind of to keep the suspense up because like if you if I give you a title of a game you think it's closer than it is mm. like if they were to call it. If they were to call it Marvel, uh, Marvel nineteen forty two, uh, the dawn of of Cap and uh, the dawn of Cap or whatever, right? If they mm-hmm. were to call it that, it'd be a terrible name. But you'd be like, okay, that game's coming out somewhat soon. This is just beef B roll, right? This is just showing you like proof of of proof of uh, concept. Yeah. So so you are less likely to be like, oh, I, I bet this game's gonna come out in a year or two. Like I just did. I was like, it's probably gonna come out in like three years, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what they want, right? So this will be a non-multiplayer game, reportedly. Yeah. It will just be single player, and there will be four playable characters. Captain America and Black Panther. Um, Just to summarize that, I'm down and I'm super down. And Uh then there are going to be two other called uh, Nanali who is the leader of a fledgling uh, Wakandan spy network, so a Wakandan, a Wakandan spy. And then yeah. just some soldier, his name's Gabe. <laughs> yeah. Gabriel Jones is his name. Um, <laughs> okay. It, it, so in the Flags of Our Fathers comic run, Gabe is like a perspective character that you kind of like see all of the superhero stuff happening around him. Um, It, the, I, and hearing that, it almost makes me wonder if Gabe is going to be kind of like a, um, remember that like six days in Baghdad game that we crapped all over last year. Um, Mm -hmm. And it, the idea was that you could like play it from both sides and you could like play it as refugees and like watch everything happening around you. I wonder if that's going to be it except with shooting. I just don't understand how you can make me excited about the two other characters when it's, it's a cap and black Panther game. And because like, I think about uh, like the Miles and Mary Jane sneaking around in um, Spider-Man on PS4. And, like, I hated every minute of that. I was just kind of waiting until it was over and I could go back to being Spider-Man. So balancing all of this and making it feel right is going to take time. Yeah. And yeah, then, no, for sure. Uh, no, go please, please, please go ahead because I know you're not going to play this game, but I'm sure you have thoughts, right? Yeah, I mean, 
I always like the idea of introducing new characters. It's one of those things you're like, wow, that's really cool. The idea that they're doing. Well, the problem, like you said, is that nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, I could look at it and be like, okay, sure. Um, one second. I, I'm trying to collect my thoughts here. Uh, I can look at it and go like, okay, cool. Everything adds up. Everything's great. I have Cap and Black Panther. What else do I need? Because if it's just like a buddy cop film of Cap and Black Panther, like... Let's go. You know what? No, actually, that sounds better. Never mind. Ignore me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's what I'm saying. That sounds like perfect, actually. (laughs) No, that actually sounds a lot better than I was going to get at. Um, but yeah, no, I, I imagine it's just to like keep it interesting so you can enjoy the times that you're playing as Cap and Black Panther more. But like, again, we have to wait for the next three to five years before we see it. Finally, the latest game from Niantic is going to be called Marvel World of Heroes. And when I tell you that this trailer told us nothing other than the fact that it exists. A press release said that they're like players will create their own superhero and fight crimes as they interact with the world via AR. There were a couple things that were odd about this to me. Number one, the fact that it exists. Uh, It kind of feels like everybody like Marvel is like two and a half years late to Uh the end of the AR phase. Yeah. Um, Although Pokemon Go still has its people, good, good job. Right, 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 right. But 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 Pokemon Go doesn't have dedicated AR fan base. Pokemon Go has a dedicated Pokemon fan base. That's exactly. The key difference here. And is the Marvel fan base? Um, is it is it big enough to carry a game like this for a while? Probably. But is it like uh, is it enough to? like sustain a game long term i don't know because us marvel fans okay. are not known for our love of exercise right that's kind of what i was just to approach you with so like are you going to play this game would you will I you download will, it and toy around with it i will download it and toy around with it especially considering like right now nia and i are having like these deep talks about being more active so there's there's potential here but I yeah. like this is one of those games that I I approach being like this is going to be a cool week that I actually have yeah. this downloaded. Right. It was kind of like what happened with Pokemon Go for a lot of people. They like downloaded it like, yeah, that was a good time. And then that was it. Yeah. Um no, but I uh it's one of those things that there's also not only are they not known for their physical activity and in, in some cases, you know, uh, but other cases, too, there's a pretty large crossover between the people who would probably find enjoyment in Pokemon Go and the people that would find enjoyment in Marvel We Are Heroes. Mm-hmm. But you can't play both at the same time. Right. And so it's like, are you going to play the game that you've already been playing for seven years? Or are you going to play a new game that might be exactly that like might fall off the face in a year or two? Right. Like, it's one thing. Pokemon Go's formula makes sense. Yeah. Like, at a fundamental level, you're walking around, you encounter Pokemon, you catch a Pokemon, you can battle with it, you can take on gyms, like, with people. Yeah, and, and furthermore, it's an, apl- it's an application of a framework that is already there. You are exactly. being the, uh, the, the Pokemon person from the game. Trainer. The trainer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're being you, a you trainer. Cre- 
You're what? You're being a train? Yeah, choo-choo. Um, I thought you said a furry, and I was like, what the fuck are you talking that, about? That was just... That doesn't even... Uh, other than an R, that doesn't even have any of the same letters. That's, that, that's why I was confused. <laughs> um, anyway, but I... Uh, yeah, the formula is there. Everybody understands it. They just put it on a mobile phone, and it works, you know, pretty well. Being one of the top-grossing apps for a long time, being around since what? My first apartment in Bloomington, the summer of that, so 2016. So it's been around for six years. That's really good. That's like really good. It might even be seven. I might be misremembering my timeline. Um, but like what is what is this game going to be they didn't show anything about it they're just like you are a hero but like how does that work how do you use your powers and whatever i just i just think it's weird timing and a weird thing to do speaking of a weird timing and weird things to do dear god this ubisoft forward lasted forever let me tell you something all right because the the marvel like d23 mcu panel was supposed to go up until the Ubisoft forward started and it went like an hour over. Okay. And I'm watching like a reaction. Basically I'm watching a reaction stream from kind of funny where they just keep like refreshing Twitter because there wasn't an actual stream of the D 23 panel. Um, it was more comic con style and people were posting updates mm-hmm. and for it went over an hour over its allotted time. And when I switched over to Ubisoft Forward, I had not missed anything. Uh huh. It was it because everything like it's like the Ubisoft Forwards are like if Nintendo Direct decided to put the tree houses in the directs. Because we got to show the game, then we got to like do an interview about the game, and then we got to talk about it. And as much as I love Assassin's Creed, it mm-hmm. they they took about thirty minutes, thirty five minutes to share ten minutes worth of information. Yeah. So we're just gonna quickly hop through this and then get to the actual good part. So, cool. Mario plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope still a thing. I don't need to see this much of this game. The people who are going to play it are going to play it. The people who are not going to play it are not going to play it anyway. Yeah. Um, Skull and Bones still coming. Uh, comes on November 8th. And um, they... For real this time. Yeah, for real this time. And they're actually giving out a uh, uh, a couple of uh, new details. Uh, Writer's Republic Season 4. Now, what I was wondering was um, when did the first few seasons happen? Uh, however, <laughs> and that is as a guy, I've played a lot of Riders Republic. I didn't realize there were seasons right. that were happening. I didn't know we were up to yeah. four. Uh, right. but either way, this game came out last year. Yeah. I, I guess they're just doing it every four months as a season. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, September 14th, which is today actually <laughs> is when that's oh coming out. Oh my God. Updates to the division two after six years. Finally, a little bit of concrete details on uh, the Division Heartland, which is going to be a completely separate standalone game that I'll probably play for about a uh, a week. Which and it is going to be free to play from launch. They're not going to make you pay for it, so that's cool. The Division Resurgence cool. is coming to mobile. Rainbow Six Mobile is coming to you guessed it mobile. 
Um, the only other thing that I'm really excited about from here, um, Trackmania is going to launch in early 2023 for PS5, 4, Series X, Xbox One, uh, and is going to feature cross-play and cross-progression support from day one across all platforms. Yeah. I love toying around with me some Trackmania, mm-hmm. and uh, furthermore, I love watching TikToks that are Reddit stories, and while it reads me the Reddit mm-hmm. story, I get to watch Trackmania. So, yeah. real big fan of that. <laughs> um, believe it or not, Just Dance 2023 um, is going to happen. And then we got to the Assassin's Creed stuff. Whew. Now, keep in mind, I just spent about three minutes telling you some stuff that lasted well over an hour and a half. Oh, wow. It was two hours? It, oh was, a, it was a long, long show like it was a long show each of those got no less than it it was a it looks like it was an hour and a half long total so a half hour of that was assassin's creed so about an hour's worth of information Mm -hmm. okay so first things first we got to get it out of the way Assassin's Creed Mirage because was yeah. this at the end? Probably. Yeah. But you can't put right? it at the end anymore. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Mirage is an homage to the early years of the franchise back when the focus was on assassinations in an Assassin's Creed game, God forbid. Mirage is across four districts of 9th century Baghdad. And so it's more contained, rooftop to rooftop. It's not a sprawling city. And the main character is a younger Basim. And, um, yeah, I don't even, I don't even know how we're supposed to say his name at this point because I thought it was Basim or Basim, but they just kept saying Basim in the, so like, I wonder if it's just like I think Basim presented like announced himself as Basim, and I wonder if it was just like a like trying to show like it was a, he was a different character, so like Avor called him Basim or something. Um, Maybe so. Who knows? Um, one of the things that I think is the funniest is that this was briefly listed online with an AO rating. Oh. Um, and it basically. For those that don't know, what an AO rating means is that it's porn. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch Basim fuck. <laughs> Smash or pass, Casey. Smash or pass. Uh, I'm I'm gonna pass. However, with it depends on who his dance partner is. Yeah. <laughs> as far as like. Because I, I certainly don't want to bang Basim. Why not? Well, anyway. you see, I, <laughs> I, I'm not attracted to men, especially virtual ones. <laughs> um, I'm only attracted to virtual men. It's a, it's a weird feeling to have. <laughs> um, and during the course of this, and I'm... So basically Ubisoft had to submit a retraction that 
said like, Hey guys, that was, um, that was not true. <laughs> now, could you imagine the world if it was <laughs> <laughs> like this? This is an homage to the original. Unfortunately, you will have to have played the original when it came out in order to play this. <laughs> now, also announced was somebody who is going to be playing a character who is going to be uh, the character of uh, Roshan, who is Basim's mentor. And um, the actor's name who is playing her is Shorey Agdashlu. Okay. Um, who is, I understand it, popular for her work in Mass Effect 2 and 3. Cool. She played Admiral. Oh God, I didn't practice this one. Um, Tonbe. Uh, I can. I do not recognize the name off the top of my head. Uh, what's the actress's name again? And I will. Um, Shore Agdashlu. The character she played is in like a a cool like helmet mask thing. Um. Admiral uh, Shalaran Vastambe. Okay, yeah, Shalaran Vastambe. It's a she's a Quarian on the yeah 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 yeah. Okay, she's she's like a slightly minor character. She's like a like not exactly like a side character, but like a minor character. Mm. You were pretty close on your second pronunciation. Nice. But, uh, pretty pretty good. Good on you. And I believe she is uh, an Emmy nominated actress as well, which is nice. Ooh. Um. Anthony. And I know that because this was being, um, this was being hosted by the guy who plays Sean. And he was like, I know that voice now, don't I? That's a, that's a, I believe that's Emmy nominated actress Shorey Agdashlu. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> good job, buddy. You, good you're job, get, you're getting paid to be here. So. This is merely number one. Now, we've already spoken about our excitement for this game. I don't see the need to rehash it, especially considering we have two whole things that we haven't talked about yet. So, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the last chapter. Assassin's Creed Valhalla has enjoyed two years of post-loss content, and now it is finally time for Ubisoft to draw Eivor's stunning adventure to a close this will tie up some of the storylines established throughout the game and it will be the last piece of assassin's creed valhalla content it will be free yeah and i'm i'm super excited about that yeah if i'm not gonna hop back in raven you're you're not gonna hop back in i said said? i said if i'm not gonna hop back in as in (laughs) yeah no kidding i am it's it's one of those weird things that it was just like obviously they had to do it. I wasn't sure how they were going to do it. Releasing it as free DLC is the perfect way to do it. Yeah, um, because it's not like they could have included it in the base game because they released a bunch of DLC, and that always feels weird if you like come to a conclusion because obviously we know Avor dies. Yeah, we have to see their conclusion. Um, but on the other side of that coin too, you still need to be able to like play through as the you still need to 
to have the DLC come out. So it's like all weird, but um, I'm very, very excited. I'm curious to see how long it is because it's going to include quote, some surprising historical figures, whatever that means. So the worst part about this announcement is Da Vinci again. (laughs) He's just there. (laughs) Da Vinci 500 years before he's born. It's crazy. Um, the craziest thing here is that I had just uninstalled Valhalla off of my oh. PS5 to make room for God of War. So now I have to go back through and download 100 gigabytes of data on my crappy internet again. I'll just do that while I'm sleeping. But still, it was one of those like punches to the gut. I was like, oh, that 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 really stung. Like they were but, waiting on you. Yeah, exactly. It was like the day after, I think, or like the week after. I was just like, well, <laughs> worst possible timing. But So to finish up Thanks. Ubisoft, we have got, well, I hope you like some code names. Assassin's yeah. Creed codename Jade is an incredibly ambitious undertaking for Ubisoft and it is going to be the first open world Assassin's Creed game. It is going to be a 3D open world Assassin's Creed. It's an Assassin's Creed game on mobile. Yeah. And I'm, That's crazy. I'm ab- I'm about to start playing a bunch of mobile games. I guess mo mo mobile yeah. games are the games of the future. You just had to put an Assassin's Creed on there, and I'm good to go. Yeah, I'm excited to see how this is going to be monetized. Yeah. Um, I wonder if they're going to release like a ten dollar, fifteen dollar, twenty dollar game on mobile, or if they're going to make it free to play, and then like each chapter of the main story is going to cost a certain amount of money. Right. But we know that open world games are possible on mobile. Because we've seen Genshin Impact being played on mobile for years I now. I mean, so. besides that awesome Avatar shooter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still not convinced. I have no idea what's going on with that. But hey, what can you do? Ubisoft has officially announced and reaffirmed that a live-action Netflix series is going to be on the way they said it's early in development but the showrunner is going to be a gentleman by the name of jeb stewart now that's cool because jeb stewart not only was the showrunner on netflix's vikings valhalla but also he wrote the scripts to a couple of movies you may have heard of, uh, such uh-huh. as The Fugitive and Die Hard. Oh, wow. Okay. So this could be pretty good. There's also yeah. going to be some sort of a, like an Assassin's Creed mobile game that's going to be released exclusively through the Netflix games platform. So, uh, Interesting. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the setting is for both the show and the game. Um, man, I just remember that we watched the Assassin's Creed movie. Do you remember that happened last oh year? Oh my god! The fever dream that was. Mm-mm-mm. Shout outs to that. Honestly, shout out to us if for you're sitting through that. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I want to go watch it. Uh, we have our entire live watch along with the Assassin's Creed movie on our podcast area, with no audio from the movie itself present. Just us watching the movie together for yeah, two we do, and a we, half, for two full hours. We do a whole... What and, a and my, bad movie. My girlfriend comes home from work halfway through, and she's like, what is happening? And I'm like, 
it's bad. Uh-huh. But you know what's not bad, hopefully, is Assassin's Creed Codename Red. That's right. Assassin's Creed Feudal Japan is finally <clears throat> happening. And mm-hmm. Ubisoft Quebec, who is the developer, is set to live us out a, quote, very powerful shinobi fantasy. Woo! This is being described as a premium flagship title and the future of our open world RPG games. Mm, they, interesting. Right. I, I can't wait to get into this. Assassin's Creed codename Hexe is another one. It is pronounced Hexe. Is another okay. one that they released on that or announced on that day. And it is promising to be a very different type of Assassin's Creed game. And the name Hexe makes it seem like we may be dealing with something that like... Has something to do with witches? Yeah, witches. The The vibe here that I'm getting from the image of the wooden Assassin's Creed symbol hanging down gives me the same vibe that I got whenever I fought the uh, sisters in Valhalla. Like that kind mm. of like dark and spooky magic. So I'm interested to see. I'm excited to be a witch assassin. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, absolutely. Then they uh, ended out by saying, number one, uh, we're working on something to do with like uh, multiplayer. Um, Please clap. And then they also (laughs) officially revealed Assassin's Creed Infinity. And what it is going to be is a live service platform that is being described not as a game, but a single entry point into the Assassin's Creed franchise in the future. It seems like it's just... A hub. They compared it to, like, the Animus, but for us. So, the one thing that I'm wondering is now, what is, because... It doesn't uh, make sense. I have no idea what this is. Because Assassin's Creed Red... is a full open world rpg hexa is going to be a little bit smaller there and and there basically it's an entry point so i what i'm having an issue figuring out is not just what the point is but what it is yeah i but especially what the point is yeah, it's not just like a uh, platform on PC, like in, like we have, you know, e, like the Xbox app and Steam and good old games, like all of these ones. It's not like that because it's also going to presumably be on consoles. So it's like, what is the purpose of having Infinity to link all of these together outside of just being able to market everything as DLC? It doesn't really make, make sense to me. Mm. Uh, I am excited for Hexe because it is being developed by uh, Ubisoft Montreal. Uh, so I'm really excited to see what they do now that they're hot off the heels of finishing up Valhalla. Very, very excited for that. But yeah, I Infinity's Infinity's looking weird, dude. Yeah, I I don't know how to expect it, and we're not gonna have to worry about it for another two years from the sound of it, because we're getting we're getting this year we're getting the resolution of Valhalla. Yeah, and then that's about it, really. Like we're getting Valhalla this year. The resolution. Yeah, and then Mirage. Next year, we're going to get Mirage around probably around this time. Holiday next year. It's rumored to be spring. Really? Yeah, J- Jason Schreier reported spring. Interesting. But we'll okay. see. They, well, ju- they just confirmed case, 2023. Yeah, so we'll have that next year. And then 
I don't know, maybe Hex say maybe red the year after that, 2024 is what people are thinking. Yeah. That's like two years away. That's crazy. That's and so Jade's far. somewhere in there too. Yeah. That's a mobile game. It doesn't count. There's two mobile games in there somewhere, technically. Um, right. Yeah. I'm really excited to see what red is like. Uh, it's one of those things that it's like, man, I wish this wasn't. I, I really hope stylistically this game doesn't get meshed up with like Sekiro Shadows Die Twice neo another game we're about to talk about in like oh my god it's already seven in an hour um just like a uh like a standard parkour open world game set in japan yeah you know i hope it just doesn't kind of be like meld all together as one thing i hope it has enough ways to make itself unique exactly which i'm sure that it will but until i see that i am nervous Speaking of nervous, we've got two more shows to go over. Oh, goodness gracious. September 2022 Nintendo Direct. Now, Raven. Uh-huh. Because of the the content, this is going to fall yeah. mostly on you. You're going to make or break how long this uh-huh. takes. Okay. So to start us off, Fire Emblem Engage. Woo! It looks okay. January 20th, 2023. January uh, 20th is interesting. Yeah, they've had a leak about this game for a while. There, a leak about this game came out in, like, June. Mm. Where somebody had shown off uh, pre, pre-alpha, pre like, not pre-alpha, but, like, pre-announcement screenshots and, like, uh, some of the various things gave some details about it and was pretty much spot on. And part of the that leak, they said, was, like, yeah, Intelligent Systems has had this game done for, like, a year. They've just mm. been waiting to find a time to release it in their busy schedule. Interesting. And so it's weird that they're busy the, to release it in the busy schedule comes in January. It seems like a really odd timing. Well, everybody um, else chose February, so. Exactly. I guess it's good on them. I wonder if it was one of those things that they were hoping to get it out for holiday since their other holiday titles got pushed around. Mm. Um, but also, I think it's fine. Yeah. Exactly. I, I I think I think coming out January is great because then I get to recover from buying people Christmas presents. I get paid that month, and then this is the game I'm going to buy that month. Yeah. It'll be great. Um, January is going to be fun. This game looks interesting. I don't like the gimmick uh, that much, but I'm interested to see how it actually plays. It Takes Two comes to Nintendo Switch on November 4th. One of the best games I've ever played. If you haven't, then get it. Particularly if you can get it on Switch now and you can perfect, previously. perfect, perfect platform for this game. Absolutely. Because every Switch comes with two Joy-Cons. It is the perfect platform for this game. Highly recommend it. Emily and I, I keep trying to get Emily to play it with me, but she's excited for God of War Ragnarok. Well, you, you've got time between God of War and Ragnarok to fit it in. Oh, I don't know, man. Maybe. Fatal Frame Mask of the Lunar Eclipse is coming west in early 2023. Cool. Wave two of the Xenoblade Chronicles three expansion pass is coming, and it features a uh, the the first actual chunk of content basically, and uh, yeah. it features a, a new character named Eno. Cool. I haven't played Xenoblade three yet. Uh, I will do it eventually whenever I find the time. SpongeBob SquarePants, the Cosmic Shake, is coming to Switch in 2023. I will be very ashamed to 100% this game. 
<laughs> um, fitness boxing fist of the North star edition is confirmed for March, 2023. It is a fitness and boxing game with the fist of the north star ip it looks kind of hilarious yeah but i don't hate it well they had they had you you remember switch boxing right yeah uh it's just that or fitness boxing sorry it's just fitness boxing oh because it's the same name it's just it's the same thing but you have kenshiro cheering you on instead which is kind of interesting because he's just this really big buff guy. Yeah. Which I'm kind of obsessed with. And so instead of like looking at this like blob, like this uh, amorphous, like somewhat fit character, you have this like super buff guy like cheering you on. I think it's really cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it, it would make sense because it it's, virtu- it's a virtual realized. man. So that does yeah. excite you. Yeah. I also hadn't realized it was the same exact series. Uh, that's why yeah. I started to talk about it. And that's very funny that I hadn't realized. So. Because like I said, I thought it was called Switch Boxing, not Fitness Boxing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, cool. Oddballers is coming out on Switch in 2023. This game looks hilarious, and if it's around the yep. $20 price point, I'll probably pick it up and play it with friends. Perfect little party game. Tunic arrives on Switch September 27th, 2022. A lot of people have been waiting to play this specifically on Switch, and they only have to wait a couple of more weeks. And this, I'm noticing a trend of like, this is the perfect platform for this game. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's always kind of difficult to get games on Switch at first, Um, but there are a lot of games that are like perfect on this platform, and I... Tunic, I've heard, is one of them. Tunic is a game I really, really want to play because it's a game that if you find a... you Whenever you find the proper piece to go to the next area, you don't just automatically get a map marker and go there. Like, you have to collect pieces and figure it out. Mm. And, like, everything's in a different language. And so you have to put together context clues. Mm. It, it, it's I've heard it's super fascinating. I'm really excited to play it. Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life, which features... a an aging system is confirmed for yeah. Switch in the summer of 2023. Uh, was, was this our first? Yes, it was the first one. Okay, it, it was the first farming sim of the day, not the last. Yeah, not very much not the last. Uh, I have one friend who pretty much she exclusively plays farming sims most of the time, and she was thriving through this presentation. <laughs> uh, Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life is a Switch remake of the GameCube game, A Wonderful Life, A Wonderful Life, Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life, and Harvest Moon, Another Wonderful Life. Mm. Uh, bringing it to the modern cl- uh, platforms with life ch- uh, quality of life updates and also uh, some new content, if I remember correctly. So Aging it's going to be a more one. wonderful life? Yeah. See, because um, it's a quality of life. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I get it. Sorry, I was trying to think of my, ne- my segue to, to hand it off to you. I'm just silent the best one it's okay there's just so much to talk about i feel like i should be cutting out all dead air i already have the world's greatest transition so it'll be Uh okay all right well raven i thought splatfest was just when i got home from a long weekend trip but splatoon 3 has its first splatfest on september 23rd yeah that was pretty good octopath traveler 2 (laughs) Path two, yeah, baby. Speaking of thriving during this presentation, yeah, baby. 
Uh, I never beat the first one, any of the characters' paths. Uh, I'm very excited to buy this game. I never beat Octopath Traveler 1. I never even got close to beating Triangle Strategy. I'm going to buy this game and not get anywhere close to beating it either, and I'm super here for it. That's what we're about in America. Speaking of thriving, our second farming sim game of the presentation, spring of 2023, we're getting Fae Farm, a confirmed exclusive. Uh, Faith Farm also uh, is one of the, <laughs> I don't want to spoil how many of it. It's not the only one that they showed that was, that had a really big emphasis on co-op, which I appreciated. Hmm. Um, farming Sims solo is obviously super fun and a blast, but also being able to do it with your friends is something that we saw with, uh, Stardew Valley's multiplayer mod. And we'll presumably see more and more as we go on. Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm Final Bar Line. I'd like to address Made something. Five times <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I, we've, we need to, the gaming industry needs to hire one person that floats around to all of the studios in Japan uh-huh. and helps them make their, like their American titles better when they get translated. If they got rid of the word line, this, this game, the name of this game would be fine. Precisely. Right. It's it's a commission system. You're not always going to earn the big bucks with this job, but just somebody to tell them, hey, remove the word line. Uh-huh. Um, a ridiculous amount of songs, like a ridiculous amount of songs, and then a ridiculous amount of more songs coming in DLC. Mm-hmm. Mario plus yeah. Rabbid Sparks of Hopes still can't get away from it. It's still coming. Yeah. It, this game's going to be released, and you're going to have to tolerate it. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to pick up this one. I also didn't play Mario Rabbids for... I played it for like all of five hours. Mm. Um, we'll probably... Now there's a lot of Switch games I need to go back and play again. But I'm going to keep buying more Switch games instead because I'm an adult and have money. Rune Factory 3 Special. Cool. Rune Factory 3 Special indeed with a new Rune Factory Switch game arriving in the future. Yeah, I don't know why they felt the need to announce this. Uh, Rune Factory 3 Special is being released, uh, originally released, presumably on the Nintendo DS or the 3DS, and they're now, and they just came out, like, this year with Rune Factory 5. <laughs> so, like, Rune Factory 5, I think, came out in March. Uh, so the fact that they had... March 22nd, yeah, it came out the week of my birthday. The fact that they felt the need to be like, yeah, we're working on a new Rune Factory title... It's like, could you guys just not rest on rest a little bit about the game you just released? But eh, whatever. Mm. Cool. Rune Factory 6. On the way. Confirmed. More Nintendo 64 games are coming to the Switch Online service. We'll talk about most of them, and then we'll talk about one of them. Coming over the course of 2022 and 2023 are Pilot Wing 64, Mario Party, Mario Party 2. Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2, 1080 Snowboarding, and Excite Bike 64. Raven, I think that this is, suffice to say, a pretty solid lineup of games. Um, the Pokemon Stadium stuff and the Mario Party stuff are probably the uh, big ones here. Although, 1080 Snowboarding has just... A trim- it, it has like this cult following, so I'm excited for that as well. Yeah. No, I, I think that this is great. I, I 
it sucks that like they had to be like, yeah, you can't bring anything for Pokemon Stadium one or two to like a mainline Pokemon game, but like it makes sense. Yeah. Uh getting that to work would be nightmarish. Um so I'm interested to see how playable it is to just go through the main story with the general stuff. Um Mario Party is one through three coming. Fantastic. Amazing. Perfect. I don't own a Mario Party game because I don't want to spend sixty dollars on them, and now instead I get these ones and I'm I am here for it. So excited. <laughs> Speaking of here for it, oh my God, they got Goldeneye. Ha- what? Yeah. Hap- what? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, no, but I never expected in a million years they'd get Goldeneye. Ever. And they did. Yeah. The sons of bitches, they did. And uh, Goldeneye uh, is also coming to Xbox Game Pass, we learned later. However, yeah. online multiplayer is going to be exclusive to Switch. Yep. Very cool. Very awesome. Very happy to see. Maybe I'll finally play Goldeneye. A game called Various Daylife. Are you kidding me? Okay. Okay, this one's bad. I'll give you this one. This one's bad. <laughs> uh, not only is it another farming sim, it also has a dumb name. You. Um, I mean, like, you know how, you know, Slippery Slope is a logical fallacy, but I would argue... That Octopath Traveler led to various day life. Octopath Traveler is a fine name and you need to get over it. I refuse to hear this Octopath Traveler name slander any longer. If you want to blame a game, at least blame Triangle Strategy, which is a dumb name. No, no, no. Octopath Traveler led to Triangle Strategy led to various day life. Octopath Traveler is fine. Octopath Traveler perfect is a totally reasonable name. Octopath is just kind of sounds weird if it was the traveler uh, the tales of eight travelers would you be happier with that i would avoid the word tales but i would think it was a better name yeah it's i think octopath is fine i think triangle strategy is dumb and that is what's led to this kind of weird naming thing that's been going on i also will dock points on this because they all use all final fantasy and square games use the same font (laughs) for their branding i have no idea why I saw somebody on Twitter who said, you know, we like to use that font to make like stupid names and I don't think we can do it anymore because we can't get stupider. Uh Uh-huh. Coming out soon, Factorio and Eeb, um, Mario Strikers Battle League will get a second free update um, with uh, Milt, I mean Pauline, and Diddy Kong going to be confirmed for the roster with more gear and a new stadium. I didn't know there was a first free update and i own yep. the game um atelier atelier riza 3 alchemist of the end and secret key launches better on or worse than octopath traveler you know i'm gonna say Name. worse than octopath traveler uh-huh. I'm, I'm not i i've never said that octopath traveler was the worst name that a game has ever had i just said it was not a good one um <laughs> just for the record um <laughs> We got a quick look at two tracks coming to Wave 3 from the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe DLC Pass, Merry Mountain from Mario Kart Tour, and Peach Gardens from Mario Kart DS. This is a little bit of a ways away, so I'm not surprised that they only showed two, but um, let's I, go. I felt teased. I wanted more. They like showed, they showed, they, they showed Peach Gardens. I was like, oh shit, Peach Gardens. I love Peach Gardens. And they're like, those are your two tracks you get today. And I was like, Dang I, I want to yeah. see more. Nintendo Switch Sports will be getting the golf update a little bit later than expected this holiday. I yeah. just as a um, 
a side note, I love when they say, please wait a little longer. Love it. It's the funniest thing in the world to me. After this, though, we introduce Shigeru Miyamoto. What does he have updates on? Well, it's Pikmin. Pikmin 4 is finally confirmed for 2023. And he also did a lengthy demo of the Pikmin AR game (laughs) for no reason at all. Uh, We didn't get any gameplay on Pikmin 4, but we did get info that it would be simpler to control. Uh Uh-huh. I'm here for it. The funny thing is, I was just watching a video on Pikmin the other day of like, ooh, this is Miyamoto's new brainchild. And then it's like, it's Pikmin, and Pikmin's good, but it's very hard to explain to people. <laughs> yeah. Um, very, very excited to play Pikmin 4. That's all. Just Dance 2023, it's still happening. And then we got to ooh. see another farming sim. Harvestella. Huh. Four harvests. Four farming sims. Five, if you count the hidden announcement of Rune Factory 6 being a development. Yeah. Uh, Cool. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> I will play maybe one of these. But Bayonetta cool that 3 is, is ha- happening. Um, Master Detective Archives Raincoat will come out in 2023. It's a murder... It's set in the world of murder mystery franchise Danganronpa. Yeah. Game looks nifty. I think it's neat. I uh, like the 2D art style uh, that they use for the character profiles, and I'm excited to see kind of what this gameplay is like. I've always wanted to get into Danganronpa, uh, but I don't have the time to figure out which one to play first. Yeah. Several Resident Evil uh, games are coming to the Switch via a cloud edition. One thing that I will say is I like the fact that they are more expressly labeling the cloud stuff. It's it's not Mm -hmm. something where it's like, like, because I saw a lot of people who were upset, rightfully so, that's like, Guardians of the Galaxy is coming to Switch. And then there's like a little tagline at the bottom in barely legible font that's like, oh, it's a cloud version. Just call it a cloud version. By and large, people don't care if you're, like, honest with them. Yeah. Then we got a good old-fashioned montage. Sifu is out on Switch on November 8th. Another situation of this is the perfect platform for this game. Yeah. Crisis Core. Final Fantasy VII Reunion will hit Switch on December 13th. I know you were particularly interested. Yeah. I love I love these. Um, I've never played through Crisis Core. Very excited to play through Crisis Core somehow, and it looks like it might be on the Switch. Radiant Silver Gun is on the Nintendo e Switch right now. Endless Dungeon is coming to Switch next year. A Tales of Symphonia remaster is coming in early 2023. Uh, we got a sizzle reel of upcoming stuff. Um, to me, the weird, the weirdest thing was Lego Brick Tales. It's a Lego game about building with Lego bricks. How has that not been a game until now? Yeah, uh, maybe how, how because is, it's how pointless. Is the first time we're hearing about it. Um, <laughs> and then Kirby Return to Dreamland from 2011 is coming back in Switch form with Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Perfect time to release this game on Switch off of the success of Forgotten Land. Uh, unfortunately, you can't play online co-op with friends. It can only be local co-op with friends. Yeah. Uh, zero out of ten, not buying this game. 
of course, then we got it. Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. May 12th, Interesting. 2023. That's it. That's all you get. Shut up about Breath of the Wild 2 already. Because <laughs> it has a new name. Yeah. Shut up about Tears of the Kingdom. I, I, I briefly exchanged an opinion with you on this. I think if you're you're this close, right, after dragging, uh, leading us along for so long, you need uh, a little bit more. Yeah. Just a little bit. Uh, yeah, but also they know people are going to buy this. They know people are going to buy it, but at that at this point, I almost feel like it's it's almost a good faith thing. Yeah, to to put a little bit. It's in It's really coming. It's fine. Here's what it looks like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, for sure that would make sense. But we live in a society. Yeah, we do. Later that day, PlayStation gives Ugh. us twenty blistering <laughs> minutes. Oh my god. 20 full hot action minutes. 23 approximately. Tekken 8. Woo! Is happening. Yeah. Stay tuned for more Tekken. information. Tekken. Uh Tekken 8 looked a lot like I didn't watch a lot of Tekken 7. It has a lot of cool <laughs> like pretty light colors. Yeah. Um I saw somebody make a joke that streamers are going to have trouble actually streaming this game because their bitcode or uh, um their bitrate's going to plummet during this oh, game. Yeah. It's just all going to be 240p. Uh, so I'm excited to see how well computers can handle it. But I am, I, I do want, I can't play fighting games as much anymore, but I mm. do like the premise of putting on like a tournament that's happening on a weekend and just like having it on on the TV, kind of like, you know, how you have like a football game on. Yeah. I just like throw on a, te- just throw on a fighting game tournament, leave that on the TV and just kind of watch it throughout the day. Oh yeah. hundred uh, percent. I hope, I'm hoping to do that more. And I think Tekken 8's a very, very cool looking uh, fighting game to kind of just watch casually. Now let's talk about some stuff that is coming to PSVR 2. First things first, Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge Enhanced Edition is coming to PSVR in 2023. Escape to the Galaxy's Edge. Edge, 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 edge. Yeah, this is already out, uh, but it's coming to the PlayStation 1. Cool. Cool. Um, up next, a VR tabletop RPG called Dimio. That's cool. I like the premise. I feel so conflicted on this game because, Raven, let me tell you this. I, mm-hmm. I cannot justify a VR card game in my head. <laughs> I just... No? I, I just don't get it. Yeah. I It's supposed to feel like... It's supposed this game is multiplayer too, right? So it's supposed to feel like you're hanging out with your friends and you're playing like D and D, right? But without the commitment and time that D and D can be. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem with that, of course, being you it's easier to get people together for a game of D and D than it is to get people together for a game of Demio, because you all have to have VR headsets. Um yeah. overall, I I think this game looks pretty. I think the premise is cute. But I kind of am with you. It's like weird. Like if I'm pl- if I'm buying a VR headset, I'm not going out of my way to buy a VR headset card game. Hmm. Even if it's really pretty, you can be right in the action of all these really cool big shots. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just feel like, 
it's like because like to me vr is about like escapist experiences like iron man vr you're flying around like you're doing the roller coaster all of that i just i just don't understand the idea but it's like i'm really playing with cards yeah (laughs) whoa um anyway uh like a dragon ishin go ahead Yeah, so we have Like a Dragon being all of the Yakuza games. Uh, this is the third one that they talked about this week, which is, honestly, I mean, I am thriving in this world. Um, so instead of being a traditional, like, you're walking around Kamurocho and beating up people, this one is that your character, who looks a lot like Kiryu Kazuma, whose name is not that, uh, is going out to uh, change the course of history forever. Um very cool. It's built. It's based in the 1860s, so not only do you have a samurai sword, you also have a gun. Uh, so I'm interested to see what the premise of this is, um, because I've never heard anything. I've never played the original one, uh, mm. but I decided to see what the gameplay is like, I should say. So very much looking forward to this game. Uh, it is the year of Yakuza, and I am thriving in it. Or the year of Like a Dragon, I should say. Right, exactly. Hogwarts Legacy was up next. The, it showed off some stuff. It still looks really good. And um, it has a PlayStation exclusive um, quest and a PlayStation e- exclusive uh, bit of gear. And I do not like that. Mm-hmm. Pacific Drive was revealed. This is a first-person driving survival game set in the Pacific Northwest of the U.S. It's just you and your car traveling deep into a surreal place that's been abandoned for decades. Basically, it's like a driving-slash-horror game where you need to survive a ride from hell. And let me tell you what, Raven. When I watched this, I was a little bit like, what is this? What is happening? But reading that just now, I'm pumped about this game. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I remember I remember whenever I was watching this, I tur- I was watching it on my phone because I was making dinner. And I put the stream down and I texted you and I was like, I don't know what this game is, but I want to play it. Yeah. This game looks cool. It it kind of reminds me of just like the how I felt whenever the Pathless was first shown off. Yeah. So by that track record, I'm not going to play this game. But it gave me that same <laughs> kind of vibe that like I just know I want to play it in some capacity. Bro, you still should play the Pathless. I know. I know. I, I think I think it's free on the second tier. Oh, man. If Another reason to go up to the second tier. Sin Duality. This was an announcement trailer. It's a dystopian journey following the player alongside their AI partner. You explore the post-apocalyptic world, compete per resources, avoid rain, and reclaim the ground that humanity has lost. Um, I don't remember this from Sin watching duality. it live. <laughs> Uh, Sid Duality and Cellar Blade probably kind of melded together in your brain. Uh, yeah. Cellar Blade, I should say. Yeah. Um, both of these games are very anime. Uh, I'm interested a little bit more in Sin... Like, I'm interested in both of them somewhat equally on, like, a 4 out of 10, or, like, a 5 out of 10. They both look fine. They're both really pretty. Um, but I'm not sure kind of what is going on with either of them. Right. Of course, Stellar Blade, formerly Project Eve, will be released in 2023. We also got that. So, Rise of the Ronin. Did I call it? 
or did I call it? Because if I remember correctly, I remember saying around E3 last year, here come all of the Ghost of Tsushima yep. clones. Yep, yep, yep. And this to you, me you seems this seems like the Saints Row of the like the GTA clone generation. And here's the weird thing too, right? Is that there's a lot of people who haven't been playing games for as long as I have, most likely, that are like, yeah. oh, Assassin's Creed's doing Ghost of Tsushima too. Shut up. We've been asking for this for 13 years. You, th- That one doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> they yeah, just yeah, find, yeah. Exactly. because people weren't going to shut up about it until they did it, and finally they're doing it, and it, I, I get it. I get it. For some, Somehow, the infamous guys got to it first. Yeah. But 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 still, it's this is what we've wanted. This is just hey, you like Ghost of Tsushima? Well, here's that. Yeah, with guns. No, I, I'm ex- I think it looks cool. But this is this is kind of what I was getting at earlier. I'm really really worried that this is going to start blending together. Like, yeah, this is going to make the experience of Codename Red feel less enjoyable. Yeah, and like. This is a 2024 game as well, which we don't know if Red's going to be a 2024 game, but it seems like it's going to be a 2024 game. So, like, what if they release around the same time? What if they release three months apart and you basically get done with one and you start another one? I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to play this. But I don't know. Then, finally, we end out with some God of War Ragnarok. Good lord, does that controller look cool. Yeah. No. I was actually... I was reminded of the controller while I was kind of glancing through the article to remember how much we had left. And then I saw the controller, and I was like, oh, I should probably pre-order that. And there's not a way to do it. And I'm like, Mm. man. (laughs) Uh, Pre-orders for this controller. It is a white dual sense, except the grips are blue, and there is a wolf and a bear on the touchpad to be like a resemblance to Atreus and to Kratos. Uh, very excited to see more about that controller. I, might, I already have two dual sets controllers. I probably won't buy it, even though I really, really want to. Mm-hmm. Then we got a dope-looking story trailer for God of War. And Raven, this was one of those my penis can only get so erect moments. Yeah. Where it's like, guys... I'm going to yeah. buy it. <laughs> Stop. Right. It's happening. You don't you don't have to show off this much to me. But okay. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I can only get so erect doesn't mean I'm going to look away from it. Right? So anyway. I can't um, wait to play this game. <laughs> yeah. Which, That's all I have to say about it. Which do, you, of the, which do you think was the best presentation? I this isn't fair because God of War Ragnarok was shown and it wasn't like a gameplay trailer. It was the cinematic trailer, the second cinematic trailer and probably the last trailer that we're going to get until launch. Yeah. Maybe we'll get one more. And, and Nintendo didn't and Nintendo Assassin's Creed present Ubisoft and Disney didn't have a presentation like this. They didn't have like their hey, this is our holiday game that you got to watch out for. Yeah, besides the they fact that it's games. like Ubisoft probably could have been a 20 to 25 minute long presentation and it would have felt great. But the thing that I think PlayStation took the best of each one, there was no filler. 
There was no fluff. Get in, say what you need to say, get out, and then like let more news happen over the course of the day. Because, by the way, all of the uh, first hands-on impression previews on all of the uh, big sites for PSVR 2 went up today. Um, So, like, I was actually watching one of them right before you... uh, you came on, PSVR 2 looks really good. But nevertheless, um, like, yeah. this was one of those, to me, that was very much the perfect little presentation. And it had, yeah. so, it had something for everybody in it without having to put, like, 30 different things in it. Yeah, I I felt like placed, or Nintendo's went on just a little bit too long. And that's coming from a big Nintendo guy. And I but feel like, like that's been happening with Nintendo too, right? Yeah, they, because to, well, because at the launch of the Switch, everybody's like, "Oh, you don't have enough game," and then now it's like, "Oh, you have a lot of games to show off now," which is like a good problem to have, but still, it makes watching these directs like there's no big Nintendo game coming out for holiday yeah. because Breath of the Wild two got pushed back. Nintendo the closest needs a blog. we're getting is Engage. I think Nintendo needs a blog. Like, the PlayStation has a blog. And there needs to be some games that just aren't, like, much in the same way that I think Nintendo needs to cultivate a little bit better what makes it onto the eShop, they also need Mm -hmm. to cultivate a little bit better what is direct-worthy. And it's weird because all of it is starting to feel samey, especially because you're showing off the same games at every direct. But, like, granted, I think, you know, the last few times that we've seen a direct... I've been like, well, you know, it wasn't for me. And you've reminded me that, you know, it was great for somebody if they, you know, they love the Japanese style and the anime games. But we're getting to a point now where, like, the last eight months worth of directs have been great if you love anime games. (laughs) But, like, not for the the majority of people. And I just, I feel like they need to make directs more and the stuff in directs more impactful by holding back a little bit and changing it up every once in a while. So I will raise a counterpoint to this. The next Nintendo direct that we're getting is presumably going to be early next year. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like an in-depth like gameplay. Like I'm going to bet I'm going to bet right now. February is when we're going to get our next Nintendo direct about five months from now. Yeah. In that Nintendo Direct, they're going to show off uh, TOTK's gameplay. They're going to show off what's new with Link or whatever. Because it's coming out before E3, so they can't do it during E3. So they're going to do it in February around Zelda's anniversary. That's also where we're going to see like the Zelda stuff of like the... Well, this is supposed to be the Zelda Direct. They're going to push it all back and just do it all at once. They're going to show off TOTK. They're also going to announce Pikmin 4 during that. Or they may, they may show off a little show bit more up, about yeah. Pikmin 4. Or they may finally announce, hey... Metroid Prime 4, this is what it looks like. It's coming out, we promise. Yeah. Next year, I think this year just was, quote-unquote, unfortunately, just a lot of anime games. Yeah. But also, did it have... It also had some non-anime games, too, in, like, Splatoon 3. Yeah, I mean... It, uh, it's it, just, this one in particular is just very, very heavy with them. There there have always been enough breadcrumbs to lead me along, but at the end of it, I'm like, I hope Raven had a good time. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, I, I was here for a good time. I had a very, very good side. Uh, And we have had a good time for the last 
two hour and, a half, two and hours. 40 minutes. Oh, wow. Of recording. That's the time that I thought it was. Yeah, because we were a little bit late getting on. True. So, with that being said, we're done talking now. If you're still here an hour and 40 minutes later, you know where to find us. I love you. And you know who we are. So, um, my name is Casey. His name is Raven. And for the love of God, put down your headphones and go out and brighten someone's day.